Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, good afternoon. It's not even the evening, it's good afternoon. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. Uh, we're previewing the Man City game. We're going to look back a little bit over the international break. Uh, we'll touch on the, the Merseyside derby and VAR. Uh, we'll look at um, following on from Trev's uh, first blog on the Facebook page about uh, TV uh, companies and their influence on, on games. We're going to touch on that and just how it's going. And then hopefully uh, we'll look at the game. Um, we also will briefly touch on the under 23s. Uh, they're playing uh, Manchester United, and we've got the squad on there. Not that I'm really across that game. But welcome to the um, the podcast. Uh, old man Trev, it's always, always, always good to see you. As long as you got your earphones working and your video working. Yeah, no? I'm, I'm all working now, Fergus. Sorry, mate, I've been falling apart here, a bit like me. Um, but I think I'm working out. You can hear me all right. Hello, everyone. Uh, excited about the game today. So looking forward to this. So looking forward to this. Hello, everyone. Uh, what I'm just make a quick mention because you pulled me up on it just as we went off air on last week's preview show. Trules, but a comment in. Uh, I'll let you go with this, Trev, because um, he likes this format. Yeah, this is. I love doing this just before the games because it's the right time to do it, haven't we? It's the right time to do a show like this, Fergus, because we're all up for the game. Not like we were, you know, like last season or the season before where Man City was coming around and you're like, oh, my God, let's just hope we don't get a battering. That's gone. That's all gone now, you know. Now we're thinking, bring it on, bring it on, you know. We've got a right chance to turn these boys over. And, and, and I know for a fact that if we don't turn them over, we're going to put in maximum effort, you know. And got to remember mm. that talisman's missing today. So, right chance to win this game. Fergus, you need to just, before we go any further, mate, you need to just flick back to yourself, mate. You need to mention our condolences to the boys over at, um, over at, what do we call it, please? At, um, same old Arsenal, yeah. Unfortunately, our good, Sorry, mate. our good friend of the show, Lee Judges, uh, lost his uh, mother and Graham from same old Arsenal. Um, also lost uh, his no, uh, sorry, my my apologies. Lee lost his father, and Graham lost his mother. So deepest condolences. Genuinely, I've I've messaged you guys anyway, but um, via Twitter and, and and whatever other means. But yeah, deepest condolences. Um, yeah, it's just it's really tough at the minute. Uh, things are tough. Every, every everything is everything's tough. Um, but in answer to Trull's, uh, uh question last week. Um, we will continue doing this format pre-match about an hour or so before kickoff uh, while we can't get in the stadiums because, um, you know, we're all sitting at home. We're not down the pins now or wherever. Um, so, yeah, we will do. Uh, another regular to the show uh, from Scunthorpe, uh, who will be putting up. He's cold. Us cold up north. I'm <laughs> sorry, I nearly swore, but I'm freezing. <laughs> You're freezing. <laughs> I'm in a t-shirt. I'm down south, so you know it's different. Oh, Scotty's uh, got a hat on. He's got a, a fire going. He's got everything going. Scotty, how are you keeping, mate? Yeah, other than being freezing, mate. Yeah, not bad. 
Good, good. We'll get on to the the game, but you know, you know what? There has been a sighting of um, there's been a sighting of uh, a really strange phenomenon. Uh, it has been seen on guns and yellow ribbons previously. Um, uh, it, it, it it's nearly as rare as Mesut Ozil. Um, it is it is the man they call. We call Boston Ozil, Mike Congalves in Boston, America, on his coffee while we're on beers. Um, how are you doing? Good afternoon or good morning. Uh, where I am, it's still morning. Uh, it's good to be back. It's been a long time coming. Missed you guys. Obviously, been listening, been following. So it's a pleasure to be back and look forward to the conversation. Yeah, it, it, it's changed a little along the way. I think we've just, uh, a bit like my hairline uh, and my beard, it's just matured uh, yeah. over, over time. You think from where we started, it's nearly three years, you know, November, I think November 27th will be three years since me and you started uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. And then we merged uh, Wenger's, I never get it right, Coat Sibs. Wenger's Coat up. <laughs> yeah, we merged, and, and, and hence the logo has got the coat zip on it. Um, yeah, so listen, results so far. Uh, the last one, can I just say you, you said it's as rare as uh, seeing us or seeing Boston's as rare as rocking or shit. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, mate? You all right? <laughs> At least I don't get a, uh, uh, a hefty bonus from the club. For just sitting around it would have been nice like Ozil got recently but uh <laughs> i wasn't fortunate to get something like that <laughs> so so when you're not on the show do you get docked like um a hundred grand a week or whatever yeah. then? do you yeah. are yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys the results so far everton the uh, merseyside derby really interesting for a behind closed doors game really interesting game to watch <laughs> var mess again um, it was a 2-2 draw. Chelsea currently uh, winning 2-1 at halftime against Southampton. Did anybody watch the, the Merseyside derby? Boston, I'll let you go first. Mike? Um, I did. I missed the first half, but I watched the second half. I saw the highlights. Um, I guess the, the only two points that I would touch on is Pickford, Pickford getting away with a red card. I'm shocked by that. I'm surprised there wasn't a re-review. I'm surprised that even in live play, there wasn't a decision made on that. It was he was extremely high. I mean, the still image, he's, he's very high on that tackle. And then that offsides blew my mind. Um, I know that they draw the line on the replay, but for me, the line looks like it's on the outside of Mane's arm, which technically is an illegal part to score with. I think if they move it inside a little bit for his shoulder, which you can technically score with, uh, I don't think it's offside, but again, it's, it's just centimeters, maybe even less. Right. So for me, shocking decision. I think those are the two big plays. I think good result for Everton. Um, I think they have they have a solid team. Liverpool, I think you could be in trouble if Van Dyke's hurt, but we'll find out. But those are my opinions on that match. Trev, did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched bits of it, Fergus. I watched most of it, mate. Um, and much like Mike says there, it's um, Pickford shouldn't have been on the field. He should have gone. Um, VAR... Oh my lord! I mean, if that—I was talking on on Twitter earlier—and if that had have happened to to an Arsenal team, to an Arsenal fan, none of us would have been on this program now, would we? Because we'd have all just smashed our tellies up and smashed our, our computers up because it was a truly awful decision. But it was against Liverpool, so I'll, you know I'll live with it. But no, v, VAR. 
I, I started off having a lot more faith in VAR at the start of this season, Fergus, as I said another time, in that the, the referees were going over to the screen and actually making the decisions for themselves via the screen. But that that's that 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 today is just is just unbelievable. It's poor, it's bad, and it's got to come to a stop. They've got to stop it, you know. Uh, Mike, and, um, good result for us, I think, overall. Uh, Liverpool dropping two more points. Um, Everton finally dropping some points because under Ancel uh, Ancelotti, Everton don't look too bad, do they? That's uh, Scully, would, Mike, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would say that they're probably our, one of our main rivals this season to sort of go at because uh, the way they've been playing and the way they've been looking... Uh, I unfortunately didn't watch the. Well, I say unfortunately, I didn't even bother watching the game. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I don't even know what channel it was on. To be fair, I probably wouldn't have even, even been able to watch it. But from what I've heard and stuff, it's about time a VAR result went against Liverpool. Yeah, uh, Heath in the comments coming along said the Bin Dippers don't even have TVs uh, in Liverpool. Well, they do. They nick them, don't they? They nick them from Manchester. Um, Ooh, there's some stereotyping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I can get away with I'm a minority, I'm Irish. Um, <laughs> talk, talking about VAR and referees, and, and Trev touched on the point about uh, that uh, uh, that we were type of building and getting into liking VAR and thinking it was better this season. Uh, Oliver, the referee, there was like a, a, a melee of fouls in the centre circle, and he was holding his finger to his ear, and you would have thought, that is the opportunity and the, the perfect point for him to go to the um, to the monitor at the side of the pitch with the start of using, and he should have used used that. Um, we did talk about, like Mike, you just, Scotty, you just mentioned you didn't even know what channel it was on currently at the moment. Chelsea are playing Southampton. Uh, they're on, I think it's BT box office. Um, oh, and uh, I think the Man United game tonight is on Sky box office. If you're Boston Ozel, uh, you can sit there and pay for the price of a coffee every game you want at no extra cost. They're just shown back to back. Mike, uh, Boston, Mike, um, what what's your thoughts from looking afar from how you see this football? And I want to bring Trev in on this because Trev's done um, uh, a, a, a little bit of a blog on, on the Facebook thing as well. Um, but what's your view of how we get treated in this country at £15, which is nearly, what, $18, $20 uh, to watch single <coughs> yeah. football? Yeah, I thought it was, when I saw it come out, I at first I didn't believe it. Um, but for me, it's shocking, especially per match. I mean, I saw a picture this morning on Twitter that said, uh, I think it was £15 to watch Fulham against uh, Sheffield United. And they were like, if you are paying to watch this match, you need to get your head checked. So it's just... <laughs> it. It's shocking to me that especially that price per match, it's just, it's unreal. But in fairness, here in the United States, they've changed things a little bit. So in the past, they had, they have a contract with NBC Sports. Um, so they'll broadcast some matches on NBC Sports. And then the Arsenal match tonight will be, or this afternoon will be on NBC. Um, but they came out with this new program, streaming program called Peacock um, this season. And there's a lot of matches on Peacock. And the service isn't great. Um, it's not nearly as expensive as you guys are paying. I think it's maybe seven or ten dollars uh, per month, but they broadcast quite a few matches on there. But it's it's crazy to me that in the country where the league exists, 
right? There's just, just it's it's a complete money grab, as we would say here in the United States. They're just looking to compensate for the money that they may be losing in other places, but that price point is just alarming to. I could see two, three, four pounds maybe, but you know, fifteen pounds to me just sounds extremely excessive. But even then, per match is just crazy. For for me, we've got a, a service over here as well that if you don't want to subscribe monthly, uh, you got Now TV, which is a Sky service, and you can just subscribe for a day, and you get twenty four hours access to a satellite um, TV via the internet, and it's nine ninety nine. That's for twenty four hours service, and if there's two or three games on on that platform, you get to see them. If they had made Even it, that's a rip off, Fergus. Sorry, no, 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 no. rip off. It, it, it is Mike. It is Mike. But if they mm. made it the price of that, that's the price of a beer. Three, four well, quid under a fiver. It had to be under a fiver. Well, oh, yeah. It's like, sorry, I'm going to butt in before you go to Trev. But even I, I was discussing it on my podcast last night. It's the same thing. You've got to work out West Brom uh, on this box office twice. That's their fans. I can't remember. Yeah. So that's their fans going to be paying £30 just to watch their team. Yeah, Burnley three times. And then Burnley three times. So that's 45 quid. It's an absolute joke. Now we were saying, why can't they do this subscription service? You've got you've got the the accessibility is there to do a subscription service. You know, you've got the apps, so every team has got an app in the Premier League, even probably beyond the Premier League. You've got an app there. They could do a subscription service. Netflix do it. The the the, the stuff's already there to use. You've got Amazon Prime. You've got Netflix. You've got that Disney Plus now. The the, the things there to be able to use, and you don't have to charge. £15 per game. You could charge five, six pounds a month. Guarantee you now you're gonna have over a million people subscribing to these apps and stuff like that to watch it. It's it's easily done, it's easily accessible. If it's, it if it's a, if it's a, if it's a five or under, it's the price of a pint and a packet of crisps. So well, this is what you, I mean. You know, I'll watch for them Burnley, you know, because I'm making dinner and it's on in the kitchen. so you know, you'll do it. They're just, Before, they're just ripping us off. It's a joke. Before you go to Trev, I just want to say I'm surprised that what they tried or piloted last year with Amazon broadcasting a few fixtures, I'm surprised they didn't jump on that in this opportunity. A company that yeah. size having an Amazon subscription streaming service, it's just another opportunity for Amazon to make more money, and it's a reliable service, reliable platform, and I think a lot of people would have been okay with yeah. leveraging that depending on the price, obviously. What what, what made it slightly more annoying, and then it is Trevor, but what made it slightly more annoying, uh, Mike, was that um, those games were being shown, the 3 o'clock and 8 o'clock game that are on, on today, were being shown for free, la well, not last week, the week before, included in your package. You know, as I said, a fiver, pint and a packet of crisps, you'll do it if you, if you want to sit there and watch it. Trev, you wrote um, a very passionate um, and... Uh, very personal view on uh, what you think of. I, I know when you done your Gooner to Gooner that you said that the thing that was killing football was uh, TV companies, uh, and you wrote about it. And we put it up on Guns and Yellow Ribbons on a Facebook page. Um, feel free. I'll, I, I think I can. I don't know how to do it, but I'll. I think I can share a link in the comments on YouTube. Whoever's watching, and we'll try and share a link on on Twitter as well. But Trev, the floor is yours. Fergus, Fergus, I'm determined not to rant here. Right? I am absolutely determined not to rant, and it's very difficult. But you see, it's the timing as much as anything that, that, that has annoyed me. 
we're going through a time of, of of great of great difficulty for a lot of people, right? And 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 the TV companies or the Premier League or whoever it is, I don't know whoever it is that controls it. I don't, I don't really care. Decided that they were going to give us um, every game because fans can't go. What a great gesture! What a great gesture! And then suddenly, suddenly, someone somewhere, whoever it may be, whoever they may work for, has thought, hang on a minute. There's another way to get some more money in here. There's another way to get some more money in here. Why on earth are we showing these games for free when we could charge the fans for them? And even better than that, let's dress it up and make out we're doing it for the sake of, of the lower league teams that are struggling. What a load of tosh, mate. What a complete and utter load of tosh. There's only one reason these, be it the Premier League, be it the TV companies, be it whoever, right, are charging for these games, and that's to make more money. Because I've said it before, and I'll say it again, they don't care about fans. Let me give you a prime example. The FA Cup that we won, our, our, our great football club won last season. First four rounds, or was it first three rounds, were all Monday night games. Two of them long journeys away, just for television time. Not thought to the likes of, of me and all the other fans that travel up and down the country to watch our clubs. They are doing it to make money. Yeah, they may give some money to the lower league teams, but there's other ways they could do that. They, and, and, and they're not struggling for money. Don't tell me Premier League teams are struggling for money because every day I hear about another million, multi-million pound transfer deal. And that's with no fans. So I hate to say it, but the Premier League clubs actually don't need us. They could so they could play on Acne Marshes tomorrow and they wouldn't lose money. You know, I'm so annoyed about it. And other people have put it in other ways. I've heard some, someone said to me, you know, I pay £26 to go to an away game. So why wouldn't I pay £15 to watch it on the telly? Well, you know, I sort of understand that in a way. But at this, in this current financial climate and the amount of money as well, £15, are just to line some more pockets within football, be it TV, be it, be it the Premier League, be it whoever, is disgraceful. It's disgraceful, you know, and, 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 and it makes me really sad that a game I love, that the game when I was a kid, I scuffed the turnstiles and paid me a few pence to go in and, and watch my team. I know that's not coming back. I know that's not coming back. But we've reached a stage now where, we're just, we're just, the fans are being ripped off at every opportunity. Every single opportunity, they will get another shilling out of a fan. And there's only one reason they're doing it. Not for us. They're not showing these extra games on pay-per-view for us. Not a chance. No, they're not doing it for the fans. They're doing it because, because they're making a few more quid. And that's the only reason. Sorry, I did rant in the end, Fergus, but I make no apology for that. And Trolls, my friend over there in Norway, mate, Send me your address in a private message because I'm coming to move in with you, pal. I want to be in Norway and watching the television. And just remember one more thing, you know, £15 a game. They're not doing any more to, get, to show that. They have television cameras at every Premier League game. They have commentators at every single Premier League game. All they're doing for your £15, people, is flicking a switch. That is all they are doing. It's disgraceful. We're being robbed. Sorry, Fergus. Move on, mate. No, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Trevor. I really do, mate. And the thing that really does my head in is if you compare it to other box office things like boxing, you get a good five, six hours worth for your 15 to 20 pound. 
of worth of box office because you've got your undercards and everything else. For this, what we're getting is an hour and a half of watching football for £15. It's a joke. And when Trev says and other people what they were talking about, as in like, oh, I'll pay £26 to go to an away game, why wouldn't I pay 15 It's your reason why I would I I go to a lot of away games, and the reason why I pay for the going for the, the going to the away games is the atmosphere, going to the stadium, yeah. seeing your team live. When I think about it, when I think I'm going to pay fifteen pounds for my TV, I'm sat in my front room. I've already paid for a sports channels. Why should I have to pay more money just to watch a t- watch a team? It's ridiculous. With, with fake sound or no fans or whatever. Exactly. But Trev says that we don't need. Uh, the, the, the league doesn't need us. It probably doesn't need um, the money that we put into the clubs in the form of season ticket and ticket sales. It definitely needs the corporate sales because that's where a lot, an awful lot of the money comes from. It does need the concession sales and so on, shops and merchandise and so on. But it does need us to stand on the North Bank, sing songs and make some noise, call the referee out, whatever, and and, 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 and create an atmosphere. It, going back to that Merseyside derby, could you imagine what the atmosphere would have been like that today with that scoreline and disallowed goals and possibly sending offs and the offsides and VAR and people would have been singing, oh, VAR. You know, they, you could just... I, 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 I went over the pub and I, I watched the second half because my wife's been at work today and I've been doing all the housework. I've been a good woman, I have been. Um, but I, I treated myself to a pint and a packet of crisps and I watched the second half. And it, it was... It, it, I just thought it was such a shame that there wasn't fans there. And, 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 and Trev put a, a tweet up about where we're meeting in Manchester for a beer before the game today. And it, it is those things that makes you feel so fucking sad about... See how i done that? That was quite good, Mike. See, that's oi, how you do it. Oi. <laughs> Irish. It's okay. <laughs> um, Get him told, but, Trev. Get him told. <laughs> um, but it makes you so he's, sad. He's, I'm glaring. I'm glaring. <laughs> it makes you so sad that we can't go to the games. Like I know Mike uh, Gongalves, uh, Mike Boston, um, you have been over here and experienced... Uh, games in the UK, we met and uh, you crammed yourself onto a tube train <laughs> to get to Fulham Broadway and you're going, shit man I'm not, I'm not going to just heave in you go, it, it's amazing the atmosphere at a ground and I don't know what equates to the same Mike in an American sport do, do you get that type of atmosphere in American sports? Um, you get it in American sports, but not football. Um, it's just not big enough here. I know that they keep trying to build it up, but it's, I of the opinion, it's not going to get that big. Um, in terms of the closest atmosphere to that here would be probably American football. Um, I know in the past, maybe Yankees, Red Sox was, uh, you know, a, a serious uh, rivalry, but when I had gone over and watched Chelsea Arsenal at Stamford Bridge for the, I believe it was for the Carling Cup. Uh, In the wrong cup, end um, with that. The, the main difference, yeah, uh, the main difference uh, that I would say is football in Europe is very tribal. Um, you know, I was sitting amongst uh, some of Chelsea fans, and Fergus had mentioned, you know, you can't wear an Arsenal top. 
you know, in the middle of them, just in case it, it could be bad watching some of the fans kind of out in front, their reactions, the way that they said things, uh, gesturing towards the Arsenal um, fans. It was, it's different, right? Whereas if here you have a rivalry of, you know, Red Sox Yankees, you have uh, American football rivalry fans are mingled together. They're sitting next to each other. It's, it's more, uh, I guess, civil in a way, right? Whereas I think football in Europe specifically. Do, do they sing songs, um, it, do they in, sing songs in, like My Hot Dog more expensive than yours and stuff like that? Or? <laughs> in football here, um, they sing songs, but it's not nothing like it is over in Europe. It's just, it's more just a group of people with drums and horns and flags and making, you know, having a good time. But it's not, again, it's not, you don't have that kind of tribal rivalry from years past decades past where you really hate, you know, the, the club down the road. It's, it's, there's rivalries here, but it, there's, you can't even compare. It's very different. I, I, as you know, my brother lives out in Boston. He doesn't live down too far away from where you live, um, yep. uh, Mike. And uh, he's been to the revolutionaries and he's been to, What's the one at Harvard? They've got a, a, another, uh, the next league down, I think. Um, uh, 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 um, not an MLS, MLS team. USL is the division. Yeah. Um, but they do things like trailer park parties and stuff like that. Yeah. So they open their boots, they take out barbecue tables, they have alcohol-free beer, they do barbecues. and it, it... Yeah, it's the, they call it tailgating. In Tailgate, football, yeah. American football, that's like a huge thing. They'll go the, if the if the game is at you know eight eight p.m. You know they'll get there for noontime and they're there just drinking and having a good old time and partying out in the parking lot. And then by the time they go into the match, they're you know completely pissed and and don't even know what the hell's going on when they're sitting in their seats. So it's <laughs> it's a very different atmosphere here. Well, yeah, well, we did the same do trade, don't we? Do that? Why do people do that? No. Why do people get drunk before a game? <laughs> no comment, Fergus. No comment, son. Can you imagine? I've heard, I've, I've heard about the Derby Day. Yeah, oh God. I'm going to say I've heard See, about the today... uh, tailgating and stuff like that in uh, America, you know, because yeah. I, like, uh, I, I sometimes follow that indie, indie racing and they do it all there and yeah. – the stadiums, the size of the stadiums, like two hundred thousand plus people, is huge. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, very different. Though. Listen, the under twenty threes are playing at the moment. Um, are are going to be playing? What time is the match at, Scunny? Because um, uh, I I wasn't ac- across this. You shared the team side uh, side Saliba, um, who didn't go out on loan. Uh, is in the squad. Oh, you've just moved the screen around. Uh. Willock, Nelson, uh, Balagon, again, meant to be a fantastic prospect. I personally haven't seen him play. Smithrow, good to see him get some uh, match time because he was uh, a doubt to see if he was uh, fit or not. He's back into the training. Um, what do you know about this then? Um, uh, oh, somebody's uh, Big Steve's just given us it was a 3 3 draw. Um, okay, well, that's that one over. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. That's a bit better than. That that's a bit better than the under 18s done this morning because the under 18s got beat five nil this morning by Brighton under 18. So we're improving, boys. But when you look when you look at that under 23 time we've put out today, it it, it makes you realise just how much stronger our first team is getting, doesn't it? When Willock and Nelson and and the like are now back in the under 23s on a first team match day, we we are getting stronger. We are improving. 
it's, it's exciting. People should be excited about it, you know. I've had a rant today, and now I'm going to smile for the whole of the rest of the podcast. Nothing is going to get me down now. Um, well, it, we, that, we are we are an improving, strong club, and 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 seeing those those young lads back in the under twenty threes, yeah, it's not pleasant for them. It's not pleasant for them personally, and I wouldn't wish it on them. It just goes to show how strong we're getting in the first team. You said you're bringing some, a smile back to your face and you've had your rant and everything else. But to be honest, I was chatting to a couple of Arsenal fans in the pub this afternoon and they said, how are you feeling about this game? I said, you know what? De Bruyne have been out, which we'll, we'll go into the game now. Kevin De Bruyne will miss Saturday's game because an unspecified injury he sustained on his international duty. De Bruyne has been involved in seven goals in the last... Uh, eight league starts against Arsenal, scoring five and setting up two. So him being missing is a huge miss. And that gives me some confidence. One with what I'm seeing happening on the pitch. One what I'm seeing happening with Arteta. Uh, one what I'm seeing with the attitude of the players who have been selected in the 25-man squad for Europe and the soon-to-be-announced 25-man squad for the Premier League. Uh, Boston... What's your thoughts about that? Are, are you excited about this game? Are you hopeful about this game? Don't give a score prediction. Um, yeah, I am. It's it's obviously very different than in, in years past. This will be what Arteta's third match against City now since he's joined us, I mm. believe. Um, he was unfortunate in the Premier League last year with the early red card, um, some mistakes. Uh, you know, in the FA Cup, very different match. I expect more of the same today. I, I think, again, uh, we will give City the respect um, that they've earned, um, but I think we'll play to our uh, strengths, which is trying to look for the counterattack, trying to stay compact. If we can limit the mistakes, um, the mental mistakes off the ball, um, I think that's what hurts us most or has hurt us the most in the past. Um, staying together, staying focused, uh, I think we could... Um, get something out of this. But again, the mindset from when you rewind maybe two, three years ago, going into the Etihad, you're thinking, you know, if we only lose by two, right, it's not too bad, right? <laughs> Whereas today, right, it's a different mindset. You think, you know, I, th I think we could get a result here, right? Whether it's one point or, you know, maybe we can even sneak away with three points depending on how we show up. But I think there's there's definitely more of an optimism now going into these, these matches. Mm. Mm. Trev, um, Raheem Sterling is fit. Aguero might feature for the first time since requiring knee surgery in June. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't see Aguero starting. Uh, I probably see him maybe featuring on the bench and coming on for five or ten minutes at the end. Raheem Sterling is an issue um, for us, as is Rihad Mahrez, uh, who could be a problem. But Maitland-Niles had him in his pocket at Wembley. Can, do you put Maitland-Niles on that on that wing uh, up against a possible, uh, uh, you know, Riyad Mahrez? Um, I don't see why you shouldn't. I think, to be honest, I think Mahrez is more of a is more of a risk to us than than um, Sterling. To be honest, I've always rated Mahrez. He, he plays the game. He plays the game how I like to see it played, and, and I think that Mahrez is more of a threat than than Sterling. But what you've got to remember is they're not a threat to us if we if we don't let them be a threat to us. And and what's happened, Fergus, over in, in 
recently, uh, under Arteta especially, is that teams are not pressing us as hard as they used to. But uh, under, under Emery and under Wenger, as soon as as soon as you know, as soon as we had the ball, the goalkeeper had the ball, opposition were pressing right up, and they still do press up to a certain extent, but not as not as quickly and not as hard as they used to because. We're starting to get a bit renowned for for, for winning for scoring goals by by playing it out from the back and going round people, aren't we? They press up, we go round them. We 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 move the ball quickly out wide or just over the top, not too long, but just over the top to to, to the forward midfield players, and we go round people and we score goals. So teams are now starting to realise that they can't press us that hard all the time because we'll go round them and, and, and we'll we'll create chances. So. I'm not too worried about Manchester City, how they can play. Their defence isn't the best, and and they've lost that they've lost De Bruyne, who's probably got a shout for being the best player in the world, you know. So so that's mm. gone, and and I'm not worried. I'm not worried about about how Man City play. It's how we play, and don't allow Man City to play that that, that I'm more worried. Well, I'm not worried. They're more comfortable with, to be honest. They can't press us. Because we'll go round them and we'll create chances. Mm. So yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Positive. Scotty Arsenal have a forty-five million pound, our uh, fifty million euro deadline day. Thomas Party uh, could make his debut today, but he's come back from international duty in Ghana. Uh, Kieran Tierney, you uh, released last night. Uh, it happened while you were doing your Arsenal's uh, match preview with Corey. Um, that Tierney uh, should be available. You can go into a little bit more detail from that because he was meant to be self-isolating from Stuart Armstrong's COVID-19 oh, um, uh, positive test. Uh, all I know is is what I've basically read. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of confusion about his the self-isolation that was going on up there. So apparently, he's available. So I, I expect to see him seeing him in the team. Okay, yeah. so that, that's all I really know on uh, Kieran Tierney. Uh, yes, Thomas Party, I'd like him to start. I think he will. Uh, regard, you know, even though he's come back off international duty, because there's quite a few few players off there that are uh, coming back from that. So, I'd like to see him start. I think chucking him in the deep end, why the hell not? Is he's, he's a great player. He's been at a great team. Uh, in Atletico Madrid, so he knows, and he's been under Diego Simeone, so he knows he knows how to play tough games, and he knows how to play hard. So I think it's I think it's right that he should be chucked in there. Is is the type of player who could well and truly be chucked into a team against Manchester City? Mm. So yeah, uh, uh, to go on what you were saying about Kevin De Bruyne as well, I think he's always been our Achilles' heel against the Man City side. So having not having him not being in that team is going to work out really well for us. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, Trules has put a, a comment on there. Chelsea have got one back, so it's 3-2 Chelsea. Um, Trules, I know you're Norwegian. I know English isn't your first language, and Irish is definitely not your um, second language. It's F-E-C-K, just not F-E-K-K for feck. Just just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> uh, Trules, Trules, I understand, son. I understand. Take no notice of him. <laughs> Don't know who's doing George. You put what you want, mate. I'm still waiting for the invite, by the way. <laughs> Talk about Boston. greasing up to someone. <laughs> Boston. That's um, me. Shush you two. I'm trying to have a conversation with my friend. Um, Boston, uh, lineups, do you think we will, if we look at the back, do you think we're going to go where we eventually think 
Arteta is going with a four-three and three, or do you think that's too soon now with the players that we've got? And he will do a five uh, at the back, or three-two, to, you know. Yeah, I think I'd be surprised to see him move away from the five. Right, I get defending when we have the ball. It's a five. When we don't have the ball, or when we have the ball, it's a three. Technically, when we don't have the ball, it's a five. Right, because the wing backs kind of drop in. Um, I would be surprised to see him move away from that, especially against Manchester City. I could see him maybe testing that out at home against maybe a lesser club. I think it's too much of a risk. I don't see Arteta being uh, that much of a risk taker, especially against a club that he knows very well um, and against the manager who's going to know him very well as well. So I think it, it would be a very dangerous uh, adventure to take if you know he decided to make that uh, change today. In terms of the lineup, I think it, picks itself i think the tyranny question mark is going to be interesting um i am curious to kind of get your thoughts on uh party coming into the to the starting 11 i think right i, I think it makes sense right i think he gives us a little bit of steel he's able to cover a lot of ground i mean i watched them quite a few times at atletico his just his engine is just incredible i mean he covers i mean we want to talk about a box to box he is a legitimate box to box. He covers so much ground. He's capable of having a shot from long range. Uh, but I'm curious to think or to know what you guys think. Who does he replace, right? Because I, I, I mean, my natural thought is Ceballos, right? But then do we lose some creativity there? Does Shaka come out and does he play alongside Ceballos, right? Because I think it, it goes without saying that most likely Oba, Laka, and I mean, some could argue Pepe it would start or William, right? So those three up top are most likely going to play. I don't see us moving to a one up top only or a two up top. So in Party's entrance to the squad, who gets the yank out of the, the normal so that we've seen? Does that say the Party signing, although it's a good signing and you, you watch far more football than I do, and especially other uh, uh, league footballs. Like you, you watch the Portuguese league, you watch the Spanish league. I watch the Premier League and that's just about it. I don't even bother watching Champions League anymore because it's irrelevant. Spurs are in it. <laughs> but but it, is the signing a party then? Has it totally cocked up our, our selection process? Like where we had El Neni and Shaka, as much as that was a very dull, boring, conservative two on front of the back three, it functioned. It worked. It did. But this, I mean, let's not compare, you know, apples to oranges, right? Party coming into this squad is easily and hands down one of the best players on our squad. I mean, that, that goes without saying, without arguing. He brings a different thought process now to Arteta's team selection. But I think when you look at the team starting 11 every match, if he's fit, He's a guarantee on that list. Uh, whether you're playing last place or whether you're playing first place, you know, unless you're looking to rest him because you know we've got something else big coming up. There's no way that he, you know, Obama Yang and him for me are, are just automatics on that starting eleven. And now it comes into what does he put around him is going to be the question. I think everyone else around him is going to now be a question mark, right? Does Shaka start depending on who we play against? Does Sabayo start? Um, you know, does he change the guys up top? That's where the question marks rely, uh, lie. But I think that he, again, if fit, if he's capable and if he's available, I think it goes without saying that he's an automatic on that team sheet. I've just heard breaking news. 
Spurs aren't in the Champions League anymore. We can turn it back on again. Thank you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to realise sorry, mate. Person. I was Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. I was giggling away there, mate. It wasn't at you talking. It was when that no. comment from James come up. Because I was waiting for <laughs> was my chance to get in and say something like that. And James didn't to it. Uh. <laughs> Listen, Trev, since you piped up, Man City's tally of, of four points is the lowest after three games since 2011. They've only uh, twice lost both games in their opening home fixtures in 1930-31. 53-54, and they haven't gone three league games without a win since uh, a run of four in 20 April, uh, 2017, in April 2017. Do you honestly feel, I know how confident you feel about this, do you honestly feel that we can win this game today? Uh, mate, uh, hand on heart, hand on heart, 100% we can win this game today and we can win it well. Um, and I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why. Uh, firstly, Pep, Pep, Pep's a, a manager under a bit of pressure now. Whoever thought we'd say that about Pep Guardiola? Pep Guardiola is a manager under a bit of pressure because then people that are ploughing billions of pounds into Manchester City, they won't stand for this nonsense for long, let me tell you. Going back to the game, mate, right? Mike is, is absolutely right in what he says about choices, right? But but we, we are, the reason I'm confident about us beating Manchester City today, to go back to your question, Fergus, is that we mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago, is that Arteta is a manager that has a plan B and he has horses for courses, right? And and man, Arteta doesn't plan for a game thinking I've got to plan an Arsenal team to go out and play a game of football. Arteta thinks to himself, I've got to plan an Arsenal team to go out and play against a certain type of opposition. And that is exactly what Arteta will do today. I'd, I'd love to see party start. I don't think he will. I think he'll go on the bench. I hope I'm wrong. But I, I think that, that what will happen if party doesn't play is we may well see, we may well see Xhaka and El Nenny starting because, because, as I said, Arteta will have in mind that we're away at one of the very best teams and we need to be solid through the middle of the park. I think that if party does play, I think that it'll either be Xhaka or Real Nani that won't play um, in this type of game. I think when we get to other games, like Mike Riley said about the lesser teams with the greatest respect, you might find that Ceballos comes into a side and and will only have the likes of parties. Xhaka and El Nani won't get in. You'll have Party and Ceballos in the midfield. But today, I think he'll go defensive. I think he'll plan for the opposition we're playing against. He'll plan for the... For the that De Bruyne is not playing, so he'll know that Manchester City will have to adapt the way they play a little bit. And, and Arteta will put aside out accordingly. Um, and I am truly, truly confident that, or I, I can't be truly confident that we're going to get a result. But I'm, I, the, the thing that makes me smile is that I'm truly confident that whatever 11 players go out on that field today, when they come off the end, I'm going to think to myself, God, we gave that a go. I'm either going to say, God, we gave that a go or decent draw there, or hopefully bloody good win away at Manchester City that because we are capable. Scunny, we, you know, um, we, we, we plan well now and I'm sure. Scunny, Arsenal have failed to beat uh, another established top six team in 28 Premier League away fixtures since the last time we beat Man City, which was uh, Cochrane's 
uh, the 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 Wenger four one four one lineup with Coughlin came into his own uh, all the way back five years ago, January twenty fifteen, nearly six years. Uh, we've drawn ten and lost eighteen. What's your thoughts then? Because we're close to the lineup coming up out uh, in two or three minutes. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, well, it's just I think it's it's about time that we did get a result against a big one of the top six teams. Uh, away. Especially away, where we need it. It's about time we had it, and why not now? Why not this season? So I do think we'll have it. Um, I think to go against Trev, I hope we don't play El Nene and Xhaka in the first. For you know, I mean, I don't. I hope we're not in the team lineup to start. I think that's just too negative for me having El Nene and Xhaka, and similar to that as well. Uh, what Kai said there, I'd. I'd Sabios has done so well and he, he moves the ball out of the, our own half quicker than any other player in our team. And we need that this game. We need someone who's going to move the ball. He, he, he Go into that long from, He can switch Sorry. it from a defensive play to an attacking play quite easily. Yeah, yeah. and Elneny and Jacka can't. Mm. And this is that's the issue I've got with that. And when when Sabios comes off the pitch or when he's not on the pitch, we revert to the long ball system where we have Xhaka or David Luiz oofing it forward, trying to catch him on the break, and it doesn't always work. It, it will probably work, what, one in 30 times that comes out, and it's just not – that's something that we can't do against Man City. We need to play the ball. Boston, uh, Lacazette could score four consecutive league appearances for Arsenal for the first time. You think it's going to happen? I'm not going to give away my prediction, but I he's part of my prediction, so I, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> and Bamiyang has played 450 Premier League minutes without scoring against Man City. The worst record against any side in England. He missed a penalty in the fixture in March 2018, but he did score goals against them. Two goals, I think it was, in the semi-final against City last week. Uh, last last week, it feels like bloody last Fergus, week. Fergus, it's out. Let's have a look at the team. So add that to the stream and we'll have a look at who we can't got. get any bigger, I'm afraid. It will that will, be. That will be. yeah, I've heard that story of before. Yeah. So we got Leno. <laughs> Sorry. We got Leno, we got Vellerin, we got Holding, Gabriel, Tierney, uh, Saka, Shaka, Sabias, uh, Willian, Abamyang, and Pepe. You know, I'm not going into the keeper thing. That's done, dusted. Um, can I just Bellerin... can I just point out quick? Sorry, Fergus. Can I just point out why the hell are we playing in our third kit? Uh, money. We talked about TV. Same well, yeah, thing. I know. I get that, but they're playing, they playing light blue and they're playing in dark blue. Seriously, mm. it's why can't you just play in the home kit? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, hang on. Well, let Are we me... playing a four at the back? It looks like it's yes. Me. That's a four. No, and who, no, that will be a five. Got... No, it has to be a four. Bellerin holding Gabriel Tierney. Saka's not going to play on the right. I can't imagine. No, Saka will be left wing back. Yeah, it'll be on front. It'll be... Will be left wing back. Who's playing right wing back? William. Bellerin. 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 Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Yep. Holding, holding Gabriel, Gabriel Tierney. Yeah, the back three. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was going to say I'm and very surprised he, he went to a four. Louise, Maitland, Niles, party on the bench. Um, so we will have to hold off before we start partying. Eddie and Ketier and Lacazette. So um, that brings me back to you, Mr. Boston Ozel, who has been disappeared from this world for such a long time. Uh, 
Lacazette as part of your prediction. Let's have your score prediction then. I'm going to say it'll be a well-contested match. I think Arsenal will have a few chances of their own. Um, I think we'll be on the back foot uh, for a decent amount of the match, but I I think we'll be able to contain them well enough. I'm going to go with a 1-1 Lacazette scores. And I'm tempted to say Lacazette scores first and City ties it. And sorry, Santi's in the background. <laughs> oh, Santi <laughs> Looking at this city side, what do we make of that? Edison in goal, Walker, Diaz, Ake. I'll try and pronounce that one. Cancelo. Um, Rodriguez, Mares, Foden, Barreino, Sterling, and Aguero starts. Barino. What do we make of that? He just, add, he just added a couple of players to their roster. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Rodriguez? Get that crap off our screen, Fergus. Don't care they, about that crap. I, it's been a while since I've been on, but Fergus's uh, naming is, is still the same, I see. <laughs> I'm consistent. Barahino and Rodriguez, they're now in the city lineup. <laughs> Bernardo, sorry, yeah, Bernardo. Yeah. Listen, I'm dyslexic. You can't pick on me. It's fun, though. Yeah, I know, but, you know, just a little bit. It's, it's an ism, and you've been is. I haven't been on the pod in a while, so I, it's you've been, all... You've been, you've been dyslexic. It's the, it's the backlog of all the stuff that I wanted to say to you. It's not dyslexic. <laughs> it's speechist. <laughs> speechist. Well, it, it's still the same. What do we make of that lineup, Scotty? Um, against it, I think it... You know, Aguero and Sterling, that worries me a little bit, but I don't think Aguero's going to be fit enough. I don't know. Aguero's got experience in everything, and he's an absolute goal machine, so I'm pretty worried that he's starting. I was hoping he'd come off the bench, if I'm being honest on there. And we were saying about um, De Bruyne as well. You've got Mares looks like to be playing in the midfield three rather than the front three, which is looks like Bernardo's playing on that right wing over Mares. So it's you got a couple of creative players there in Mares and Bernardo. So it, it, it's it's a worrying team to look at. Don't get me wrong, but you know it's it's who turns up on the day, and I hope it's Arsenal that turn up on the day. Mm, I think I would have liked to see Maitland-Niles on the pitch up against Mares. I think uh, only from what we said earlier. Trev, um, sorry, Mike, before I leave you, what's your score prediction on this on this game? Me? Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you said Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> He's gone 1-1. Mine, one. Uh, I know we have our league and stuff like that, and I'm going to stick to that, and I'm going to say I think it's going to be a 2-1 loss, but I'm hoping that it's going to be a good 2-1 swine. Heathen swine. Don't tell me, Trev. 4-0. <laughs> Go on, Trev. 2-0 two, two we're going to win today. 2-0. Mark my words. Oh, I'm going... You know, I'm confident. I, I, I'm going with that lineup. I'm definitely more confident. I was reasonably confident. I would have taken a point before the game started. Uh, but with that lineup, I'm, I'm going... I'm going... Uh, conservatively, I'm going one nil uh, to the Arsenal. Although I don't know if we will concede, but I still can see us winning this even two one in that scenario. But yeah, Leno, as we've had said before, does worry me. 
a little. I think he's a great shot stopper. And when you look at him in comparison to somebody like Pickford, um, he's way better than Pickford. But distribution-wise, from his feet is the thing that worries me a little bit. Well, Pickford's terrible. Oh, isn't he just? Isn't he? Oh, it could be worse. It could be Adrian. Jesus Christ, that guy's got. Kepa. <laughs> but Adrian, yeah, Adrian and Kepa don't, or Adrian doesn't have the price tag over his head like Kepa and, and Pickford did. That is true. Pickford's capable of. Go ahead, Trev. Boys, one thing you've not mentioned, right? You've mentioned about Man City's creative midfield and 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 their forward players. I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but I, Man City's defense. I wouldn't swap any of our defensive players for Man City's defenders. I wouldn't. I, I truly wouldn't. They're I weak disagree. at the back. They're weak at the back. I would disagree. They're with weak. That. I'm surprised Laporte isn't playing for him. I'm, I think I'm glad that Laporte Laporte ain't playing. You know, I'd rather I'd rather Ake over Laporte. I agree with you there, Trev. Definitely. But that Diaz is like, that Diaz is going to be something else. He's very good. I'm a Benfica supporter. He came from Benfica. He is going to take the Premier League by storm. He is built yeah. for the Premier League. He's aggressive. He can play with his feet, strong in the air. Give him some time to adapt. He is going to be a name that most people will talk about. Mike, you need you need you need stars and stripes behind you when you start saying that sort of thing. I'm a Benfica supporter, and you're on an Arsenal podcast. It's because I, I I'm not limited to just one league fergus unlike you you trev, only watch trev I'll, I'll, I'll leave the floor open to you trev <laughs> no, you're not interested he's muted <laughs> he's, running, he's, he's muted. swearing off like yeah he's swearing that's what he's doing i do Listen. not swear i was muted Boys, listen. I want to. I want to go and I want to grab some food, uh, and then I'm going to get myself set up and ready to watch this game. I am excited about this game. I've really enjoyed chatting to it. I, to be honest, I, I, with football anyway, at the minute it all feels a bit flat and doesn't feel like normal. This actually feels a bit more like what a football day is like when we do these before the game because we start getting in and getting getting wound up and ready for the game. And it was your idea, Trev, and brilliant. Thank you very much for suggesting it. We will carry on doing these while we're in this lockdown football, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then we'll look at other solutions, whether it's 10 or 15 minutes outside the ground, if you can get 4G or whatever, um, when we eventually get back into the Emirates. But I don't see that this year. Um, if you guys stay sober enough. So <laughs> <laughs> <This is> you. <laughs> Do you remember Burnley? No. Do you remember no. Crystal Palace? No, I remember. I remember seeing him at Burnley. He was as sober as a judge, Trev. I tell you, he was. Well, Burnley people kept buying me drinks. I had a drink in each hand, and I think Potsy was holding one for me as well. I had three drinks on a go at once. Well, oh boys, we can't talk about these things though, boys, because it just makes me miss it even more. Because we know, right? We know, and, and Mike's been over and been to games, so you know as well, Mike. I'm speaking for all of us. You can't. You, there's just that thing about that. It's not a game. It's it's like a few hours. There's before and there's during and there's after, and and it's just the, the experience of a day. And we need it back. We need it back badly. I need to. I think. I think it's Fergus's round as well. He needs to buy me a beer, but I'm not holding my breath. So, you know. It's uh, well. It's I love doing these. These these wouldn't work, Fergus, would they? These wouldn't work if there's if we're all at the gates because obviously nobody's going to be watching. 
but uh, you know this is a great time to do this podcast we're all watching we're all excited and as you say mate it sort of lifts the mood doesn't it i'm going to go and crack a few guinnesses now i'm going to get drunk i'm going to watch arsenal win 2-0 then i'm going to remind all of you three boys that i was right in the first place and i don't care what anyone else thinks up the arsenal sorry fergus carry on that's all right <laughs> just just a message out to my uh my my cousin who lives in the same house as me um uh, save a seat at the table, uh, our family table of six in the pub. I may make an appearance. Thank you, Sean. So there's new new lockdown rules. That's so okay. Listen, you have been watching uh, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Uh, with guns and yellow ribbons, started by the two people in the top, uh, by myself and Mike Congalves. Mike, it's been a long time having you on. It's been brilliant having you back on again. I hope you've enjoyed it. I love seeing Santi in the background. He needs to be wearing his Thierry Henry shirt next time, or a Santi Gazzola shirt. We'll make it happen. Thanks for having me on. It was good, good conversation. Good to be back. Yeah, it's difficult with time zones and everything else because you're on uh, you're Eastern time and we're on beer time so like you know it's always different <laughs> scunny as always brilliant mate thank you no uh, worries then. Hi, i'll see you in a couple of years again mate <laughs> no i'll make it more regular i promise <laughs> see you guys thanks very much please enjoy share do whatever you do ring the bell on on youtube uh listen listen as Trev has alluded to and everything else, as our strapline says, we're just fans. We, we support Arsenal. We're not after fame and fortune. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I'm really in the mood for football now. Up the arse! Come on, you gunners! Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 